gentlemen, welcome to Evening Jones. Guys, ladies, all y'all motherfuckers, I just want to ask something kindly, if you don't mind, okay? On Sunday, I uh, made a run. I had to go pick something up. Got on my bicycle. Roll around, roll around a corner, right? Now, I need you to understand that New York City opened up on June the 8th, I believe was the day that they said that New York City opened up. On the 7th, passed by a couple of establishments. You know, they're doing the thing where they give people, you know, you get your, get your alcohol. You can't come inside, but they give you alcohol. <clears throat> Dog, it was deep. Deep out there, I tell you. It was deep. I came back home, passing by more and more restaurants. Deeper and deeper. You can't even get inside, man. Deeper and deeper. It's long lines at the food trucks. Folks don't know what no six uh, six feet is. This mask thing getting nearly as popular as it was, which I think is going to become a bigger issue as the weather gets warmer because people are physically uncomfortable with the mask on, everything else. And all I'm just saying, man, please don't kill us. Like what everybody can do is just wear a goddamn mask. Like what is so difficult about that? I'm just sincerely asking that. Like what we know about the mask is the mask ain't necessarily so great at stopping you from catching it, but it's pretty good at stopping other people from catching it from you should you happen to have it if you don't know you got it. So what we all can do is put on a mask and then make sure that whether we got it or not, we don't give nothing to nobody. Why y'all can't do that? Like, is it really that difficult? Like, I need to understand this, how the newspaper told uh, told y'all that the Rona was out here. <clears throat> y'all believe it. The newspaper has not told y'all that the Rona is gone. Yet somehow y'all have made that unilateral decision that it's a wrap on that. How did you come to this conclusion, people? What leads you to believe that? Where did you get this idea? I'm seeing people on planes. Why would you do that? Why are you that pressed? Really? Why are you that pressed? What's a worse idea right now than getting on something where all the air is circulated amongst itself? One person got it on the plane. Everybody got it on the plane. I mean, that's the assumption that you need to make, even if it isn't fully scientific. It is the assumption that I believe that you should make. With all due respect to our brothers and sisters that's out here in these streets, making it happen, getting things done, fighting for our country in a way. I greatly appreciate that. Why can't you put your, why are your dumb asses can't put masks on while y'all do that? I don't know if y'all have heard, but the place is crawling with police and facial recognition software. Mask should be your GP. Like they got laws that stop you from wearing a mask for understandable reasons. Now it's game on. 
Why don't you have a mask? Somebody here talking about what if you got the antibody? Still no. Let me tell you something about the people that's out here not wearing no mask. <clears throat> they might have the antibody, but they don't know if they got the antibody because those people that's out here kicking it like that are not people going to get no antibody test. On top of that, I have not seen anything definitive to tell me just how strong these antibodies are. Like, I understand that they'll be trying. That don't necessarily mean that they're going to succeed. You feel me? So I'm just saying, there is no reason to stop being responsible if you were being responsible before. There's not. You just got to be responsible, man. Like, it's about to get brazy, brazy. Let me find this story I was just reading a little earlier today. I feel like you guys might need to um, to, to hear about this story. Um, see, it's got to be in my web browser history. got to be in my web browser history. Oh, no, I looked at it on another device. Uh, basically, it looked like August is when it's going to get crazy. So BuzzFeed had this story, and the headline is, the real economic catastrophe hasn't hit yet. Just wait for August. Yes. And I read the article, and this is the description they use here. The U.S. economy right now is like a jumbo jet that's in a steady glide after both its engines flamed out. In about six weeks, it will likely crash into the side of a mountain. Yeah, and so what they're basically saying is right now what we're floating on is all this stimulus money and everything else that people have gotten. But that's probably... It ain't, right, you get it. Okay. And now we're going to have more people who are going to the hospitals. And when I make this statement, I'm not saying this to blame. Like, you go look at this. I've seen people make the argument that when they read about there being an increase in cases that people are saying, well, the increase in cases is coming because there's an increase in testing. Yeah, there's that too. But to me, the big thing that matters is not even really about, like, percentage of tests that are positive or that stuff. The number that that is going to resonate the number that's going to make whatever it is, whatever it is. That number is how many people are hospitalized. Like that's the one that's driving everything. If it was just a bunch of people out here testing positive, but they were feeling okay, then we don't have a story here. We have a story here because all these people wound up going to the hospital. We have a story here because we went through a significant stretch where people were going to the hospital at rates that our hospital system was not prepared to support. This is about how many people go to the hospital and using hospitalization as a proxy for like, you know, this thing really affecting somebody. I understand that there's some people who may not have necessarily had to be hospitalized who still suffered some serious consequences from this. But for now, I'm just using that as like a representative variable of sorts. Right. Like the big thing to me is how many people are going to the hospital and the numbers of people who are going to the hospital is going up. And in these places where they opened up like two weeks ago, their numbers are starting to go up. We haven't even really gotten into it where the people who have been in the streets in the protests, how this is going to affect them. We have not gotten to that part of this. And so I'm telling you, I understand like certain feelings of restlessness and everything else. And you see the things <clears throat> popping back up and things you wanted to do. But like, I myself, man, I ain't done nothing in three months, man. That's it. I got a friend I ride the grocery store with. I ride bicycles with my brother. 
I barely seen my sister-in-law because I only went in their house one time since it started because I had to pick something up. Because like this is what the game is. Like this is this is what it is to be responsible and careful as these things go on. And like we're gonna get back to a place where they're gonna throw us back inside. You need to ask yourself whether they're gonna throw you back inside or they're gonna throw you in a hospital. And basically, for everything that I have uh, been reading here, this is not something that you want to catch. You do not want these problems. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm asking you, man, just be careful for real, because it's starting to look a little like worrisome and disturbing from the things that I'm reading. All right, let us move on to your questions. How are some Rage Against the Machine fans just now figuring out what the machine is? So for you guys who did not see this, in a moment akin to when Paul Ryan said that his favorite band was Rage Against the Machine, which, you know, to all parties involved, uh, felt wildly ironic. Um, Somebody sent a tweet to Tom Morello, guitarist of Rage Against the Machine, and says something to him like he was a fan until he started talking about politics. Um, and of course, that like went around the internet, <clears throat> dudes getting dunked on, you know, all of that stuff. If I am not mistaken, because I looked at the profile of that person, if I am not mistaken, that person had like 10 followers or something like that. I say that to say that it's possible that y'all got trolled. That's all. Right. And I don't think it's so bad to get trolled like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm an easy person to troll along those lines. But I say that to say that I actually don't think that there's anybody that does not understand what machine they are raging against. We just caught somebody on the internet. Because I know Tom Morello does a lot of like acoustic work and stuff like that now, but I feel like the only way you've heard of Tom Morello is if you've heard of Rage Against the Machine. And it's not like what they were doing was subtle. Right? Like you might have been into it for the beats more so than uh, for the lyrics, but it's not as though they were subtle at all. I'm riding down Rodeo with a shotgun. These people ain't seen a brown-skinned man since their grandparents bought one. Yeah. Appreciate the question. Let's see what else we got here. Where to go? Where to go? Where to go? Where to go? I just had a question. I can't tell if y'all bumped it up or bumped it down. There we go. Alfredo or RTJ4. All right. So Alfredo is the new uh, Freddie Gibbs and Alchemist. Um, and RTJ4 is, of course, the latest from uh, Run the Jewels. Um, not saying this as a flex, but uh, like it's the homies all around, right? I don't really know LP. Like, like I, I, it's a little bit more of a reach to say that. I don't know if he actually has any idea who I am. But like, good with Mike. Uh, me and Mike got mutual friends. Good with Freddie. You know. So like, this is interesting. Um, 
through the first couple runs, I go RTJ4 over the Alfredo. <clears throat> so the thing is, so Alfredo is like Freddie Gibbs and Alchemist this time. So it's not like the Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib stuff. I prefer the Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib stuff. I think Alfredo is good, though. Don't get me wrong. And what was the last record that Freddie did with Alchemist? Because I like that one, too. Um, but so far, the RTJ4, like, I don't know how I feel really about, like, the first three tracks. Like, I didn't really like the 2 Chains feature. I thought the track was okay. Um, and it might be that I've heard like Yankee and the Brave and uh, Oh La La, like I've heard it too much now. So everything else like kind of seems and feels kind of new. Um, walking in the snow, like the Killer Mike verse on Walking on the Snow is some like crazy Prezian type shit. Like that's absolutely 100% for right now. And then the next track is a combination of factors that I don't think I ever thought that I would see, which is Killer Mike LP. Pharrell and Zach De La Rocha on a track. All of them on a track. And as far as like provocative hooks go, and this is not, the, yeah, I guess this does count as hook. It's like it bridges into this. But uh, as far as provocative hooks go, look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. That's a line. <laughs> Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Yeah. But like, I'm an RTJ stand. Like, I really don't have no problem admitting that because them two motherfuckers can rap, man. Like, that's just two super duper rapping ass dudes. Like, you got to be able to have a rapping ass group where LP is one of the people and the other dude is a better rapper. I mean, that's not an easy situation for you to pull off. LP been in his bag on these beats for this project you know for, for what they're doing so like i'm really 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 into the rtj right now i need to give the alfredo a couple of more runs but i really do dig the rtj but the alfredo like freddie thing about freddie is freddie's mad consistent like there's never a time with a freddie gibbs record that i'm looking at it and i'm like okay i wonder if this is going to be good so like even uh the the freddie joint the one where he's doing like all the teddy pentagrass stuff on the album art and stuff like i don't like that nearly as much as i like uh pinata bandana you know stuff like that but even that's good, right? And that's him, like, not even writing stuff down, just like in the studio, just kind of fucking around. Appreciate the question. Let's see what else we got here. This is amazing. Somebody come in and say, Speaking of masks, have you started make, making getting out of the crib more, or are you still staying in? Motherfucker, the whole point of me bringing up the mask was to talk about how I'd be staying in. Anyway. Let's see here. You hear Trump is doing a rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma on June 19th. You think that's on purpose or do these people don't or do these people don't know? Is this actually happening? Oh, this is an actual thing. Okay, they absolutely know what they're doing. There's no question about it. Yeah, no mystery to that. They know exactly what they're doing. Wow. Wow. 2020 is bananas. Now, I will say this. I think the people planning that rally know what they're doing. Will the white people in attendance know what's going on? I'm not so sure about that. You would be amazed 
at how little white people know about us. So again, it's a little too on the nose to be June 19th and be in Tulsa, right? Like that, that's, that's knowing. But people in Tulsa necessarily knowing what June 19th is, different story. Appreciate the question. Let me see what else we got here. Why is it that those who wish to defund the police are also the ones who want to drastically increase the size and scope of the state? Do they not see the irony? I don't even like fully know what the fuck you talking about, Holmes. No disrespect. Um, the... The idea of defunding the police, though, is not like a fiscal matter. I mean, it's kind of a fiscal matter, right? Like taking those funds and putting them towards something else. But their problem is not with the broad notion of governmental overreach. Their problem is with the police. Like, how do you not understand that? The problem is the police. And so what people want is an overall, I mean, overhaul of the structure and the way that we treat police forces in the United States. There is no irony to them wanting to defund the police. None whatsoever. It's just like, why are they getting all this money and what are they doing with this money? And maybe we could go about this a little bit differently. People have tried this in some places and it's been effective, right? The model that we got for operating with the police at this point seems to be one that is a failure. You don't like, how many places do you know of where people truly view the police? Like roundly where people view the police as a like positive force. I said roundly, like you'll probably be able to get places where they say it about the majority, right? But black people also would like protection from the police. How many of them feel they truly get it when weighed against whatever the surveillance or whatever else it is that they got to deal with when it comes from the police? So, nah, dude. Yeah, Jordan Brown. I got to say, you strike me as one of them dudes that ain't as smart as he thinks. If I were you, I'd work on that. Library card. I think you can get stuff online. All right. Appreciate the question. Let's see what else we got here. Akon and Nicki Minaj are both working with the Cassie 69. Street credibility still matter in rap, or is that era completely gone? So the thing about street cred and rap that's always been lost is that street cred mattered if you were a street dude. Not everybody was required to be a street dude. Therefore, not everybody had to get street cred. Now, Akon based a decent bit of his career and branding on street cred as, you know, he's the locked up dude. Hadn't he done some time or something like that? You know? And so I guess at a point, Akon would be a person who cared about street cred. However, Akon is 47 years old. 
He's 47 years old. Street cred don't matter the same when you're 47 years old. It just doesn't. That being said, is this 6'9 guy any good? Like, I'm just curious. Is he any good? Because I haven't, like, I think I've listened to one of his songs, but I don't remember anything about him. Is he any good at rap? Like, why do we talk about this dude so much for me to have no actual familiarity with his music? Just curious. Because somebody must think he's jabbing. Like, what, what's that one song he got? What's it called? Gummo? Isn't that supposed to be a big deal? Wasn't that his jam? But I just feel like for all the attention that this dude winds up getting, he should have some more jams. Appreciate the question. Let's see what else you got here. Amazon is suspending police use of its facial recognition technology for a year. That's got to be just a move to save face in the short term, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm inclined to believe that it's a move to save face in the short term because my question for Amazon is, if you're going to shut it down for a year, like what, the, what, what what's going to happen in that year? Like I haven't read a story about this, so perhaps there's an easy explanation that I'm simply overlooking. But what what's going to be... What is happening to make you do this for a year that isn't going to be the case after that year? That's all I'm saying. Like, it's going to be interesting. Um, as this stuff that's going on outside, when it proceeds beyond the street level, which is where we are right now, if I had to guess, the next big enemy that people are going to go at is going to be big technology. I don't necessarily know like how people on the ground are going to be able to fight back at that. But one thing I think that is entirely possible to happen with all this stuff, with the protests and everything else, is it's going to lay bare just what the level of surveillance is that we're under as they start getting people and saying you was there and everything else. Like I think things are going to happen, and especially as they're going to start using that. Don't be surprised if there's a connection between like basically tracking people at protests and they're going to say it's in part because they're doing this with some COVID stuff. You know, like all these things can run together. And so I think it's going to lay bare for people just what the state of the technology stuff is. And people are mad at everything that's holding them back. And if they start feeling like this technology is holding them back, it's going to be real interesting to see how they then decide to play it. Cause I really don't know what you can do on the ground to stop it. Appreciate the question. Let's see what else we got here. People ain't know about Cube. What did people not know about Cube? Hold on one second. Let me get some water. So what are we saying that people don't know about Cube? What is what is precipitating this question? Like people on the internet saying Cube can't rap or something? Parker? What were you? Did I miss something with Ice Cube? He 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 posted a what? Hold on. Let me look into this. Do 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 do. Do 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 do. Damn, Cupid out here tweeting like me. I can't I can't keep up with this. 
Where is it at? Where is it at? Where is it at? Damn, Cube. It's a lot of tweets. Like, I need to see this with my own eyes before I say something about it. Because what y'all are saying is uh, what... Oh, 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 oh. There it is. There it is. Yes, that appears to be a star of David. And I don't really... And there's a cube in the middle. Like, I don't know what the... Okay, when I say he was tweeting like me, I mean just like the rate at which he was tweeting. Like, not the tweets. Uh, but, yeah, whoa. Nah, let's be honest, man. Cube said some foul stuff about Jews on them takes. Cube said foul stuff about women on those tapes. Like, it's actually interesting now that you point this out because I had seen him while he was sticking up for the black folks at some point, he called some woman a bitch in the process. And I don't know why he called the woman a bitch, but I'm like, yo man, like, why are you calling this woman a bitch? Like, this is something that's very easy to not do. Right. Like, I can only take that as, as an indication of a level of misogyny that in this time and going about it, like, no, it's not appropriate. And it does undercut the message that you're ultimately trying to send. There's no way around that. But then you tell me that he's out here sending stuff with the star David in it. And, I can only take that to mean while he has been making family movies and started rapping about the club, he apparently is still the ice cube from death certificate. Somebody says the stuff about the Jews was Jerry Heller's fault. Yeah, but I mean, he was, he was also kicking it with the nation and you know, they not what's up. Come on now. I ain't no defending that. Somebody said big three sponsors. Great point. Great point. Yo, man, people just setting their money on fire. Like, I don't know if Cube's going to count in this category of people that's just setting their money on fire. But, like, in in these times, how much do you have to hate black people to be out here wilding out saying how much you hate black people when you got some money on the line? Yeah, like somebody said, like that CrossFit guy. That's exactly like that. The people that own that one restaurant. How are you wilding out right now? Like, how do you not recognize that now is not the time? I know when the block is hot, baby. Like, when it comes down to say stuff like, you know, things I believe and want to say, I know when the block is hot and we got to figure out how to be cool about this. What's crazy is, as far as I can tell, they'll still let you do the dog whistle by and large. Like, you can't do it the way you used to, but by and large, they'll still let you dog whistle. Hell no, these people want to be heard loud and clear. Loud and clear. And every time somebody says that somebody wouldn't do something because all they care about is money, how many times in the world does racism interfere with money? All the time. Racism been messing up people's money for the longest. It's not a new thing. They did it before, and goddammit, they'll do it again. Appreciate the question. I just saw a question I wanted to answer, and now I got to find it. All right, question is, you down to abolish the police? And we talked a little bit about the defund the police thing before. But am I down to abolish the police? It's a little bit of a tricky question. And the reason I say that is 
all the criticisms that I have of the police and all the shortcomings of the police over an extended period of time and all the questions about how effectively they do their job in some very important ways, like domestic violence is a great one to point to where they just do not do a good job. It does kind of feel like we do need some police, right? And I haven't fully explored this, right? Like people have talked about this a lot more and I I have not like really delved into it. So I'm not criticizing anybody's position. I'm just telling you on a knee jerk, it feels right. And abolished. Like I understand the defund the police could be misunderstood. Abolished. Like I feel like I know what abolish means, right? Okay. In the absence of some central authority, people will take these matters into their own hands. Some group in the absence of the police will make themselves the police. And my question is, if these people make themselves the police, who is going to stop them from being the police if we don't have no police? So it's hard for me to grasp an idea and I'm down to be swayed. Right. But it's hard for me to grasp a notion that does not have some force of generally accepted authority um, to enforce the laws of the land. That I mean, that's how it seems to me to be. It ain't got to be what it is right now. You know, and I admit on this, I don't I'm, this isn't one of those cases where I don't have nearly as many answers as I have. Just not do shit no more. Um but yeah, yeah, it's kind of hard for me to like really fully get in on an idea that there ain't no Ghostbusters for me to call. And I could be totally mischaracterizing the argument of abolish the police. I'm just telling you that abolish seems to be a pretty clear term to understand. And if you're telling me that I don't get what abolish means, then you absolutely do need to change the language around what you're talking about. Oh, somebody said former police on the streets with no police. Yeah, that's the one thing about it. Them cats that used to be the police, they ain't going to stop being the police just because you said they ain't the police no more. That's a point I had not considered. Like, like one thing about the idea of abolish the police, what that is really going to take is, like I saw in Minneapolis, they're talking about they're going to disband the police force up there. Cool. But if you were going to have us in a place where there was no police, you would also have to, like, disband the white people. You would have to completely disband and retrain literally every white person in a society. And I understand there's somebody listening to this that probably thinks right now I'm speaking to some variety of races, but that's incorrect. You would have to literally reprogram the whole society. And the reason that you would have to reprogram the whole society is that history has shown us that if there ain't no white people on site, then some white man will declare himself to be the police. So you would have to teach all these white people to stop being the police. It's a very difficult thing to do. It's a very difficult thing to do. So somebody made the point that B cops don't need guns. I think that's a fair point, comma, but. Everybody else has guns. Like, I'm from Texas, right? Everybody's got a gun. So you're going to say that the, 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 the one set of people who ain't going to have guns are the police. 
Like, I think you'd have to admit that that doesn't make a great deal of sense. Like, part of the problem that we have in trying to reprogram some of that stuff with the cops is how many guns are legally available in this country. Forget about illegally. Legally available out here. No, if you're going to have a police force, the cops are going to have to have guns. Otherwise, what you're going to see leading the news every week. Two more police officers were robbed at gunpoint. The saying, show me the lie. Appreciate the question. See what else we got here. Yeah, you could get the cops nunchucks, but I got to be honest. I see how irresponsibly police currently behave with guns. I definitely don't want them to have nunchucks. Like the problem, man, we we, we fuck around and get the cops a bunch of nunchucks. You know what we're going to have? A bunch of snaggletooth cops. Like, I don't know if you've really been paying attention here or like remember the guys that you went to high school with who ultimately came cops. But I feel like if we just give a bunch of cops nunchucks, you're going to have a bunch of dudes in the locker room just fucking around, knocking each other's teeth out. Trying to do new tricks. Looking shit up on YouTube. Then accidentally assaulting themselves and their friends. By the way, what they call the stick where y'all from? Like, what's some of the best slang terms y'all heard for the, for the policeman stick? There's, like, obviously, like, the Billy Club, um, Nightstick, Blackjack. My favorite one that I've ever heard, my boy from South Georgia, said they called it Mr. Do-Right. <laughs> like, somebody said baton. I'm like, nah, I want some slang. <laughs> Rod with what I had not heard. But yeah, Mr. Do Right uh, is maybe my f- <laughs> my favorite. Oh, okay, now the chat room is is full of <laughs> references, all using the same racial slur. I had not heard that. Charlie Do Right had not heard that one either. <laughs> the thing about about uh about the the Mr. Do Right. Cop actually often has another weapon just as frightening and devastating as Mr. Do-Right that is not the Billy Club. Y'all know what it is? Y'all know what the other one is? No, not the taser. Not the taser. It's a little bit more low-tech than that. Nah, Jordan got it. Jordan Jordan asked an awful question earlier, but he nailed this one. That mag light. (laughs) Woo! Can you imagine catching that mag light to the face? Woo! Man, but yes, I had not heard. uh, I don't know how I had not heard the Billy Club (laughs) described as a uh, slur beater. I had not heard that one. Like somebody called the bag, the uh, the bag light, the mall cop special. No, they don't even get mall cops mag lights. Like they get them flashlights, but they don't give them mag lights. That mag light, woo! That thing real. Like you can keep a mag light in your nightstand in case somebody break in. Now you probably gonna need a couple decent breaks, but you can knock somebody the fuck out with a mag light. I uh, appreciate the question. Let's see what else you got here. 
Do you think the race for teams and corporations to say we care about black people now, C, is an attempt to not be the last to do so so they won't be the one lambasted in the history books? Uh, I don't think it's anything about the history books. I think it's all about the right now books. Um, like History is not going to remember who the first company was to put out a statement. Like No company is going to be on the same line with Jackie Robinson because they put out one of these statements. That's simply not going to happen. Um, I think, though, what has happened for a lot of companies, as this goes, is that once, like, insert company here puts out a statement, and in this case, I'll just say, like, NASCAR, NASCAR did a moment of silence and all that stuff. And NASCAR has got a Black Lives Matter um, car spinning around. Are you, as a company, as a league, as an entity, do you want to appear to be to the right of NASCAR? Because NASCAR has pretty steadily been, like, not in the middle of the right, but fairly far to the right in the way that it positions itself. So by NASCAR doing this, it is giving a signal that now makes you look while you stay at your same position, like you're farther to the right than you already were. Is that what you want to do? What's happening with companies and what a lot of them are figuring out is, and this is something that my brother said in 2016 after the election happened. It was like, yo, there is no middle. Right? Companies try their best to play you try to play both sides by playing the middle. There isn't really a middle left. You got to be on one side or the other increasingly on these matters. There just really isn't a middle. And so I think that this is a big change for a lot of these companies before because everything they've been trained to do in a time like this has become irrelevant. All the words that they've been trained to avoid. These are the words that you kind of got to say right now, because it used to be that a company could play at middle of the road. And even people whose sensibilities were way far to the left of the company understood what a company was. And therefore, they didn't like it, but they kind of sort of got it. Millennials and Generation Z, those two generations below me, they are very important in this because both of them seem to be very, very idealistic generations when it comes to all of this. And what we're seeing in a lot of places is that these companies are dealing with internal like rebellions of sort because these young employees are demanding that the company reflect the values that they purport to represent. Right. Like that's a big part of what we're seeing go on right now is that these companies hands in a lot of ways are being forced by the workers. They're the ones who are going to make this happen. The other thing that I think we have to remember about this younger generation is. Yo, they got a whole bunch of loans. They ain't making no money. They're not making any headway toward paying off these loans. They're not in a position to receive, enjoy, and appreciate the spoils that people my age and older reasonably expected to get out of a life of working for a company. It's not here for them. They don't have that. So if they don't have that, what's their incentive for being quiet? 
You know what I mean? Like a lot of us, like most of us, whatever, like we work at places like these. Yo, man, you laying low at these times. A lot of times you laying low because this is where your stability comes from. And there's a chance for you to get a little piece of the rock by holding on under those circumstances. I mean, I've been there at different places myself. Like I'm not judging anybody for that, but that's, you know, that's what it is. That's, that's kind of how we were conditioned. I think it was Naima Cochran. I saw say something about this on Twitter once that a big thing about like generation X, which I'm like kind of at the end of, like I'm right at the cusp of them and the millennials, but we were a the generation X and I'm going to put myself in it for purposes of this discussion. We had reason to believe that we could navigate the system. We had reason to believe that we could get in and there might be certain programs or whatever it is, but no matter what it was, we could get in and figure out how to make this work. And as a result, like part of that comes kind of a social contract that once you decide you're going to make it work, that you in, you you in for it. You know, there's going to be some things that offend your sensibilities to a point that you can't ride with it, but you're kind of in, right? These generations behind me have no reason to believe that they can just make this work. These generations behind us have no reason to believe that if they can just hold on and we all in this together, it'll all work out. They don't have that. They don't. So as a result, what can they get out of their jobs? If their jobs and their employers do not reflect what they believe in, then what are they getting from it? And so it's one thing to go to a job you don't like. It's one thing to go to a job that doesn't pay you enough. It's another thing to go to a job that offends you. Now, if you got all those three things going at one time, the one that you got the greatest power and ability to change is that that job offends you. And part of what we're seeing right now is a whole lot of people who work at these places who refuse to let their jobs offend them. And that's what's going on. And so some of these statements and all this, yeah, it's for the outside, but some of this stuff is for the inside too. Appreciate the question. Let's see what else we got here. By the way, if I can just take a moment. I thought that last set of points was very insightful. I've been kind of happy with myself since I like came across that conclusion and thought process. I'm doing it for me right now. I'm doing it for me. It was funny. I was just having a phone conversation with a friend. We were talking about a younger cat. And I was like, that dude needs to learn how to let other people tell him how good he is. And here I am right here telling you how good I am. <laughs> I'm self-aware with it, though. <laughs> Look how good I am again. So I put a question here and ask that the second wave hits bad. I'll put it here. Second wave hits bad. Do you think we're more prepared this time? Absolutely not. What reason do I have to believe that we're more prepared than we were before? They squandered all the time that we gave them by locking ourselves down for months. They wasted it all. So if the hospitals fill up again, no, I don't think we're better prepared. I do not. And it's a real disheartening shit. It's real worrisome. But no, I don't think there will be any better off. I mean, think about this. It looked like it's about to be a second wave and the first one wasn't over. 
That's the thing. We never got out of the first wave. Like when people were outside and doing all this stuff, you would think that we had gotten some announcement that like, yo, all clear, everything's cool. Not just that it's open, but it would be something a bit more, more, bit more momentous to say the curve. Remember, everything's about flattening the curve. You never heard anybody ever say the curve truly got flat. Did you? If you did, send me the links because I never saw it. I did hear some good news about a vaccine this weekend. It would be irresponsible for me to tell you what it was because I can't. It's a little bit too far detached. But I wound up in one of those conversations with people who know more and know more people than I do. And I heard some fairly encouraging news there. All right, let me see if I got time for one more. By the way, I don't know if you can see this. But see, I, see look, look at all that. I can like, do all kinds of hair twisting now. If I had a little bit more of a stable hairline situation, I could keep this thing going and come back with some dreadlocks out of quarantine. How many people are doing that, by the way? Have you heard anything about this, about like quarantine locks? I imagine some people have to be having that bright idea. Look at all that hair. Y'all didn't know I could do that, did you? Yes, it would be the Jerry Rice if I tried to do the dreadlocks. Except I've never been sure that any of those Jerry Rice hair experiments were actually his own hair. Did we ever get confirmation on that? And I don't have a cul-de-sac under here. I would show you that if it was a cul-de-sac because that would be more entertaining. It's, it's, I just got a hairline that don't come far enough forward. But as I look at it more and more, I realize I might as well show it to you because I got colleagues that be on TV looking about the same. Like, how come I got so much more pride? I don't know. I could be freer in my life if I didn't have so much if, if Dignity, man, it's a thing. Yeah, but anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us here on the Evening Jones. We try to do this thing here about once a week. My man Lance Gilliam handles everything behind the scenes. Thank you, sir. Remember, if you cannot watch the Evening Jones live, you can subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the iTunes store, subscribe at Stitcher Radio. Check us out at SoundCloud. You can also find us at the Google Play Store. I will talk to you guys next week. Take it easy.